Hey, 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 welcome to Thick and Fabulous. I am your host, Chantella Whitfield. Thick and Fabulous is a safe place for women to talk, cry, laugh, vent, and be informed about the things that affect our daily lives that we tend to put on the back burner or are too embarrassed to talk about. We talk, celebrate, and offer support in all the joys and challenges associated with women's health, especially women of color in our 40s and older. We have a good, good girlfriend conversations in a judgment-free zone to discuss everything from dating and divorce, menopause, and balling on a budget, honey all while trying to live a happy, healthy life. And welcome to Thick and Fabulous with Chantella with um today we are talking about kidney disease and African Americans because it's very popular with us um among a lot of other other things. And I have my friend Miss Arlene here. How are you? Hello, doing well, doing well. Yeah. Um, Miss Arling, I'd like to start the show off letting you tell the people as little or a lot about yourself. It's all you. Let them know who you are, because I know how fabulous you are. All right. Hello, and I'm Arlene Herring. I am a native of Lexington, Kentucky. I've been an LPN for over 20 years. Um, Has been, as far as a clinical liaison, director of nursing, assistant director of nursing, executive director, certified wound nurse, I am a diabetic navigator, and I'm also mental health first aid certified. Now, what can we talk about that real quick? What yeah. is mental health first aid certified? That's some that's a new term. I haven't it heard is. it before. It's a new term that's come out a couple of years ago, um, and it started off when you started seeing more people committing suicide, mm. and it's we get certified so we can know warning signs. Uh huh. Um, we work together and I noticed that you look different and you talk different. You know, it's my job to say, hey, is everything okay? Can we talk? Um, you want to go have coffee? Are you having a rough time at home? Can I help you clean your house? You know, do you need groceries? Are you okay? Uh-huh. And if we're saying we're your friend, that's how we should be acting. Mm. You should know when somebody's a little, little off. Absolutely. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. I like that. So, okay, let's, let's jump in about these kidneys. Um... What are the conditions or diseases that cause chronic kidney disease? Okay, so there's two main um, diagnoses that you can get okay. as far as kidney disease. You have um, high blood pressure mm. and diabetes. Those are the two number one causes of chronic kidney disease. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> Look, my phone's going up, y'all. I, I, I didn't turn it off. Listen to me. Um. So, okay. So there's high blood pressure and diabetes. Um, are there, because I've heard maybe there's like different stages of kidney disease. So are, um, are there different kinds of kidney disease and different stages that you go through? So as far as chronic kidney disease goes, there's one stage one through stage five. Five? Yes. So, you oh. know, stage one is like, you know, your, your kidneys are functioning really well. Uh-huh. And then it decreases as you get to each number. So when you get to stage five, you're in end stage renal disease. So is that like, are you at that point where you're on di- um, dialysis? Yes. Or before then? Uh, no. At that point, end stage, it means just at the end. Oh, 
Lord, yes. we don't want people to get there. We don't want people to get there. <laughs> so, um, you know, everybody's walking around with they, their gallon of water and things like that, man. Um, how much does drinking water play in to the health of your kidneys? So listen, you know how you hear everybody, every doctor, every fitness instructor, do you have your water? Are you drinking your water? That water helps your kidneys remove toxins from your blood, and they filter that out through your kidneys. Uh So if you're not drinking water to do that, you know, your kidneys aren't going to function properly. And what happens is protein starts spilling out, comes out through your urine, and then that's how you know your kidneys aren't functioning properly. Mm. Okay, and then there's colors and all of that that matter, too, because I be looking. <laughs> you know what? You I'm going to be honest. I be like, okay, it's clear. I'm good. Because yes. that'll let you know the color also plays into if you dehydrating and all of it that kind of. So, okay, I'm just out of curiosity. Mm-hmm. Once you get to, like, five, four or five, how is it, like, super dark? So it may not even show a difference in your color of urine. Mm-hmm. It may be the amount that you're you're outputting because oh. your kidneys can't filter it because they're not functioning. And so is that painful? Uh, I bet it is. But I would think it would. I think it is. Yeah. However, a lot of people don't know that they have kidney disease until it's too late. So that's kind of like a silent killer. Yeah. That's sad. It is. Because I'm, I'm going to throw out some numbers. There are more than 90,000 Americans with kidney trans uh, waiting on the kidney transplant list for 2022. That was last year. Yes. 90,000 mm-hmm. waiting for a new kidney. So you better be taken care of it. And, and just 26,319 or one in four were able to receive a kidney. Yes. That's. Aww. Here's something even sadder. One out of three people have kidney disease. And and one out of four of you are gonna get <laughs> get a kidney. So yeah. you better you better do right. Absolutely. I mean that's wild. Um so we got we you have two kidneys mm-hmm. and you can they are towards the back. Yes. I learned that because I got kidney stones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell y'all, that is not a pleasant thing. Um, so do you need both kidneys? No, you can function with one kidney kidney absolutely fine. Really? Yes, you can. One. One. Medicines and stuff are just you just you can do it with one. You can function with one. Yeah, one thing is as, as well as two. Really? Yes. So I'm, this question is like, why we got two? Just in case I'm yeah, sure. Just, just in, in case. case. Just in case. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right, so um, why does kidney uh, disease affect women more than men? We are so complicated. Yes, we are. So, <laughs> women have a more higher rate of urinary tract infections. Yes. That's one. Mm-hmm. Two. During pregnancy, high blood pressure, preeclampsia can predispose us to kidney disease. Really? Yes. So what what's the is the urinary tract thing just because you water and extracurricular activities, yes. if you will. Yes. If you catch my drift. I, I, I <laughs> I'm picking so, up what you're putting yeah, down. You're picking up what I'm putting down. <laughs> <laughs> like so that that's the wow. Yes. And then okay. Okay. 
So, I mean, what can we do to to help those numbers go down? Well, you know, there's a lot of women more than men do that will not go to the bathroom because they're busy at work. I'm busy taking care of the kids. I can go in a few minutes. Let me just put the baby to sleep first. Uh, let me just finish cleaning the house first. Mm -hmm. uh, let me finish taking care of my patient. Then I can go. And you're sitting there holding it. So you have this bladder that is pulling urine sitting there. So that's really true that holding it mm -hmm. really does affect your, your kidneys. Yes. I never understood, like, where I work, there's a few people that don't go all day. And I'm like, how is that even possible? I don't know. I'm drinking a half a gallon of water. Yeah. And I'm thinking, <laughs> you ain't got to go. No, like, right. how? I don't even, even if you don't drink, you drunk yesterday or something. Uh -huh. So how do you go and just sit? But the more you do that over time, yeah, it wears on your kidneys. Girl, y'all better yes. go to the bathroom when you got to go. Absolutely. As, look, you teach your babies how to do that. <laughs> you got to let me know when you got to go so you can yeah. get them there. So get them there. You got a potty? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. So um, what type of doctor do you see once you realize that something ain't right or you go get the test and you get the protein in your urine? What kind of doctor do they send you to then? So a kidney doctor is called a nephrologist. A what? A nephrologist. 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 Okay. Okay. And he has studied the kidneys in and out and, you know, can tell you exactly what stage you're in and if there's medication to kept, to slow it down because it's not reversible. Okay. So once yes. it's done, mm -hmm. it's it's done. Yeah. Titanic. Well, well, what about what about stage two or three? What is that like? bad bad so no so when you're in the first three stages mm -hmm. you know everyone let's let's be clear everyone at some point is going to have some issues with their kidneys yeah so you know you may be staged one two you know mm -hmm. your doctor's going to say are you controlling your blood pressure if you're diabetic are you controlling your blood sugars how much water are you drinking do you need to lose weight do you need to stop smoking mm-hmm so it's those criteria that he's going to put you in those criteria between one, two, and three. Okay. And once you beyond that, there's not much more he can do to reverse that. Mm. Okay, y'all. So y'all y'all heard it first. Drink its water. Go to the bathroom. Um, these are, we hope y'all taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> Diet, water, go to the bathroom when you got to go. Don't yes. be holding it. Well, I think I guess everybody's guilty of doing that one. Yes. Listen, all right. Um, we are talking about kidney disease in African Americans with Miss Arlene Herring. How are you? Hello. Miss <laughs> Arlene is um, tell, tell remind them again where, what you do. Uh, so right now I'm executive director for Kidney Health Alliance of Kentucky, and we serve the kidney disease patients and their families, emergency financial assistance. We do early detection screenings as well as a nutritional supplement program. I just wanted you to say I'm executive director. <laughs> I just like it because I'm like, yes, girl, yes. Um, so if you're just joining us, we're talking, of course, talking about kidney disease and African-Americans. Um, 37 million Americans have kidney disease. And as Arlene said before, more uh, more than one in three kidney Failure patients are African Americans. That's that's sad. That's a high number. That's a very high number. Yes. 
um, out of that. Um, and then it also the CDC says African Americans are more likely to die early from from the disease than the typical common older person. Mm-hmm. That is so you dying at I don't know forty fifty. Yes. From kidney disease when it could have been prevented possibly more than likely than an eighty year old. You know that, that and you like haven't this. even. Live, full, live fully, no. in my opinion, at, at 50. No. So are there signs and symptoms that you have kidney disease or you may be having issues with your kidneys? So um, we do an early detection screening. Ooh. And so with that screening, we're looking for if there's protein in your urine. Mm-hmm. That is one of the first signs you can get when your kidneys aren't functioning properly. Puffiness under the eyes, swelling in the feet and ankles. Okay. Yeah, because your kidneys can't filter that protein around in your body, so that it's spilling out in your urine. Oh, so what's the puffiness under the eyes like? Because that's, I know some, like I learned a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago, you know, about diabetes. We I had um, Yolanda Jackson in here, and we were talking about diabetes, and you know, she was saying that your extremities your fingers and your toes get it first because they're the farthest from your heart. So what's, what's the deal with the eyes? The pu- you know, I, I, I believe. Is it just water? Just excess fluid. It uh, can't be filtered out. So it has to go, go somewhere. somewhere. And that's, well, makes, I guess it makes sense. God knows what he doing. I don't. I yeah. just ask the question. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what are other ways that you can combat the kidney disease besides drinking water and your diet is that that's it that's it just that's it just do those you know, diet exercise you know you know the thing with african americans is that you know we like a lot of sodium mm-hmm. and and, our, and we cook with a lot of seasoning the lorries mm-hmm. the lorries yes, yeah. <laughs> you know and that's a lot of it. a lot of sodium that we have in our diet is what create issues so you need to learn to uh, uh, cook with the herbs, the good, the Absolutely. good herbs, because those and things add, yeah, they add flavor. And I tell you what, I love putting paprika and turmeric in everything. Yes, yes. <laughs> everything, because I'm not a bit big uh, salt person, but I have high blood pressure and heart mm-hmm. problems, so I can't do all that. Well, I don't <laughs> even have salt at my house. I don't either. At all. <laughs> well, People come over eat my food. They's like, do you have a little salt? I'm like. I got some Mrs. Dash, and I guess <laughs> <laughs> that's as bad as, mm, as good yes. as it gets, man. So she said it before, but we got, I think it bears needing to be said again. Kidney disease is irreversible. It is. That's that's so sad. That that's sad and scary because most things you can you can fix, but no, not that. No, not that. The kidneys so, keep your body balanced. Clearly, because, <laughs> you know, I'm going to I always talk about my mom on this um, because she had kidney problems. But I noticed when her kidneys started to fail her, mm-hmm. she started to decline very quickly. Oh, yes. And it was just like, you don't think you don't think about your kidneys. This is like they just there. Mm-hmm. But yet it is silently as you said, killing you. You know, as you said that your mom was dealing with kidney disease. Mm-hmm. So my mom passed away in 2021. I'm sorry. And she had COVID. Uh-huh. Well, she had kidney disease in the background, too. 
but she never told me that they told her she needed to go to dialysis. And so with her having COVID, uh, her kidney disease completely failed. I mean, so her kidneys failed and then so. And it, then there it yes. went. Wow. I'm so sorry. Yes. They so hard. Why are we so hard headed? Um, we are. You know, I know, you know it's an issue to, with the trust of the doctor. We get that. But when you know better, you do better. Find somebody you can trust. You know, I, I, I talk to dialysis patients all the time. Mm-hmm. And I ask them, how do you feel when you leave? I'm tired. I want to go to work, but I'm too tired. Mm-hmm. I get one day to rest in between my next session. Lord. They're exhausted. And my mom had her brother who was on um, dialysis. And so she's like, I don't want to look like that. I don't want to feel like that. Wow. So I I get it. I get it to a certain extent, but it's like, kind of be selfish. Can you be selfish for us? Right. (laughs) You know, because we like you here a little bit longer. I'm like, I'm an only kid. Right, (laughs) man. So what is dialysis? I mean, we hear that word thrown around, but can you break it down to what it actually is? is and um, the reasons for needing it. Okay. So dialysis, what they do is they put a shunt, mm-hmm. um, a little thing in between your veins and your arteries. And what that does, it filters for your kidneys. Oh. So your kidneys can't do it anymore. So they take you to this center, mm-hmm. um, hook you up to a machine. It cleanses your blood for you. Oh. So you don't have protein leaking out through your urine. So it cleans your blood out for you, return your blood, and that's three times a week for four to five hours. Oh. So if you have a person that's given plasma before, you kind of know how the filtering system goes. Uh-huh. You know, they take your blood, blood out and then they move the plasma and then give you your blood back. So, but this time they're taking out the protein mm-hmm. and giving you the blood. Giving you your blood back. And four to five hours. Four to five three hours. Three times a week. Mm-hmm. You're just sitting there. So really, you can't work because that's half of a work day. Yeah. And does it leave you tired? Tired and you're tired. You're exhausted. Um, some say they feel dehydrated. Mm. They just want to go home and lay down. The next day they feel better. So I'm up doing some things, and then I'm back down Start the next the whole day. Process over mm-hmm. again. Wow. So why would you? What, what I guess at stage. Four and five is when you'll need it? Yes, possibly four to five. Five, you definitely need it. Um, four, the doctor's saying, okay, this is what we're going to have to do and going to give you a plan. Uh-huh. But once you're there, you're there. And then are you there until? Yes. Mm. Okay. Well, what is <laughs> Let's move on. That's, that's so like, oh, um, what is the life expectancy of someone on dialysis or that has kidney disease? Like, so here it is. So you got diagnosed with in stage renal disease. Mm-hmm. So initially your life expectancy was five to 10 years, but there have been people that live 20 to 30 on dialysis. Wow. But that's still... 20 to 30 really don't seem a lot. It doesn't. And it doesn't seem like a real quality of life because you're there four to five hours, three days a week. Yes. So that just... I mean, you're thinking 15 hours. Yeah, that's a part-time job. 15 hours a week. (laughs) 
just sitting in the chair and for two good days. Especially when you're a younger person. Mm-hmm. Uh, say between the youngest one that I'm dealing with is 14. So say imagine someone 14 and you're sitting in a room with, with people, people that are 50s and their 60s, some even in their 80s. And you're 14 years old having to go to Dallas is three times a week. So would that be something that you're born with then or just you got childhood diabetes or possibly you? There's a lot of other disorders that can cause you to have kidney disease, Mm -hmm. Um, recurring UTIs, kidney stones can lead to damaging your uh, kidneys, Um, congenital disorders, um, things you're born with can cause you to have kidney disease. Mm -hmm. So it's just not always diabetes and high blood pressure. Although they're the number one and two, uh-huh. but there are other disorders that can cause you to have kidney disease as well. And 14, you're doing that. Yes. When you everybody else is out, as the young people say in the streets, <laughs> having fun. Couldn't go to the prom because yeah. you was too tired from your treatment. Oh, this breaks my heart. Yeah, it's it's a sad a sad place to be in. Yeah. And that's, that's, mm, I have no words for that. That's. Yeah. There's no words for that at 14, being that young. Um, wow. Um, on that note, listen, we have been talking about um, kidney disease and the number one and number two is high blood pressure and diabetes um, that leads to chronic uh, kidney disease and what kind of doctor you need to see and um, how it affects women more. Um, and your life expectancy, which is, it used to be five to 10. Now you can possibly live 20 years on dialysis. And, um, but I want to keep going on that and your professional opinion, because, you know, a lot of things affect the African American community, mm-hmm. um, diabetes, high blood pressure, you know, the food, your diet, all of that, um, I want to talk about, in your professional opinion, what are things we can do to help educate our community about it? You know, when I'm out in the community, um, more of the African-American men do not want to get an early detection screening. Mm-hmm. The women, they'll come in flocks. Hey, let me know. Uh-huh. Um, but I want a lot of the African-American men to just be like, I guess it's historically, I don't need to go to the doctor. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I, I don't feel bad. You right. Know, nothing's bothering me. And you don't always know your kidneys aren't bothering you. And like you said earlier, that's a kid. That's it's the silent killer. Yes. So, uh, you know, I would say in my professional opinion, at least see your doctor once a year, mm-hmm. you know, get your two labs, your blood work done, you know, get a urine test, you know, just know how you are at least once a year. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't want to do it any other time, go and get your your complete meta- metabolic uh, panel done. Mm-hmm. And that's going to tell you how your heart's functioning, how your kidneys are functioning. CBC can tell you how well, uh, if you're anemic, if you're not, your blood is fine. Do those just two things. And if you do have high blood pressure and diabetes, work with your doctor to get them controlled. And be honest. That's also what we've learned. Yeah. You know, is be honest about what you feel and how you feel and how often you feeling it and the junk mm-hmm. that you eaten. Yeah. <laughs> be honest. Don't lie. Cause when you lie, it makes it worse sometimes. Yeah. You know, you know, just you know be honest. saying taste makes waste. <laughs> and, and so, and it does affect you eventually. Yeah. 
you know, a funny story is that when I was a teenager, I was in McDonald's with my friends and I had this uh, can of sour cream and onion Pringles. I'll never forget it. And this older gentleman walked up to me and he said, you're going to regret, regret that in about 30 years. Mm. And I was like, I'm what fit. Am? I'm fit. I'm okay. <laughs> And here it is with my high blood pressure. <laughs> you don't you know? think about it. Not at all. I mean, part of that is when you're young, it's great because you shouldn't have no worries. You should be able to, you know, live life to the fullest. But at the same time, there's a, another word I like to use, boundaries. There's a yeah. boundary you need to set. Like, oh, yeah. you can't eat this mess mm all this salt you know somebody's cooked the meal with salt and then you add more salt yeah it's like you adding salt before you even tasted it so now you causing it could possibly cost you 30 years from now yes that's what kind of what is when you do that when you go out into the community and do these tests what kind of tests are you giving so it's just a urine test so they have to you have a little space that Mm -hmm. they can go go to the bathroom tt in the cup Mm -hmm. And I just do a little dip test, mm-hmm. stick it into our little machine, and it reads all the numbers for us. Within minutes? Uh, within less than two minutes. So you can know, mm-hmm. and so that you can go and handle your business. Yes. So you ain't on a no. machine. No. Before. You know, some of my other board members have done tests, and right there, they've assisted someone to do get an appointment with their doctor. I love it. I love it, man. Let's talk about the financial part of this, because I am sure dialysis and medicines and stuff are expensive. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) who's paying for this? Will your insurance cover it? How do you how do you deal with that? So here you go. You have. So I went to the doctor. The doctor said I've had kidney disease. Mm -hmm. Um. With that comes the diagnosis of end-stage renal disease. Mm-hmm. If you have that diagnosis, you automatically qualify for Medicare. Oh. And it is a three-month uh, waiting period to get your Medicare. So in the meanwhile, you're needing some assistance those yeah. three months. And that's where we like to step in and say, I can assist you with something. Now, what? you'll get back pay, but you need, I need medicine today. Right. You know, I need transportation to get there today. You know, I don't have the right supplements to drink. That's where we step in. How much, how much, how much does that usually cost? Do you know? So typically for one person that's on on Dallas, it's about 87,000. I'll say 75 to 80 some thousand. A year? Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, I hope you're getting out there and say a treatment. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Gosh. And then you have to wait three months. Before you can get some financial assistance. Why do they make you wait so daggone long? If you automatically qualify, why you got to wait for three months? Yeah. We're not go- that's, that's a topic for another day. That's now, some centers know that you have applied, mm-hmm. so you still get your treatment in the meanwhile. But you still need transportation. Yeah. You need medication. You need certain uh, vitamins. Um, there's some things that you can't eat. has stuff that has phosphorus in it. So you have to take medicine to make sure... Um, that is getting rid of the phosphorus out of your body from the foods that you eat. Oh, Lord. So it comes a whole array of different things that you have to worry about once you have that diagnosis. Um, what, what do our, what does, I don't even, that just 
70, 80, that just threw me. What does our um, healthcare professionals need to do more of to better inform our community um, about renal failure? So, you know, I'm going to say it again. I'm a native of Lexington. Mm -hmm. And Kidney Health Alliance has been in Lexington for 52 years. Oh, wow. This makes its 52nd year. Uh huh. Now, I turned 52 the same time as Kidney Health Alliance turns 52. Oh. Same month, same year, September 1971. And I had never heard I know. of this place. And, you know, myself, I want to be a voice to go to every part of the community that I can go in. Something's going on, either I'm going to step there, I'm going to have a table there. Mm-hmm. Because the community needs to know that this is true. Yeah, we're dying. This is true. And, you know, and we're doing it to ourselves, yeah. you know except for those that are born with issues with their kidneys, of course, but we're doing this to ourselves. And, you know, and I don't say to say to anybody else, I'm saying this to myself too, right? because I have fluctuated up and down with my weight, Mm -hmm. you know, and now I'm back at a half a gallon a day to working my way back up to a gallon a day. But, you know, I want to say, I have to be an example. I can't say you need to do better. You got to eat better if I'm not going to do it as well. Right. And so as healthcare professionals, we have to be, you know, I'm an example, mm-hmm. you know, first off, I'm telling you honestly, folks, you know, <laughs> your kidneys are no joke. Yeah. It'll your body kill you. will be in balance. Yes. And they will kill you. And you wouldn't even know it. No, not until it's the end. Lord, I, I, I'm here for it. That's why we having these conversations that nobody wants to talk about because, or thinks about because mm-hmm. you just... We take our bodies for granted. We just assume that what God gave us is going to do what we needed to do when we needed to do it. But we don't put in the care to it, too. That's right. Um, My mom will be like, your body is a temple. Treat it as such. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) You know, it it takes new meaning once you hit 40. Yeah. yeah. And then you hit 50 like 40. Oh, no, no. I'm telling you. So I want to talk. You said we can live earlier. You said, you know, you can do just fine with one kidney. But I want to know, talk about kidney donors, because some people, you know, I've known a couple people that, you know, have their um, that need a kidney donor. Um, What what do you need to do to become a kidney donor? And what are the risks involved with being a living kidney donor? Because I know you can donate your organs once you or have transition on, but to be living, what do you have to do? So if you want to be a living kidney donor, first of all, you have to be at least 18 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to be in pretty good health and you have to be followed by a regular doctor. Okay. Um, First step you can do is sign your driver's license that you want to be a donor. Okay. You know, that's step one. Um, There are um, Kentucky, Oregon donation affiliations. You can sign up on their website, Donate Life. Um, they also have a website that you can get on as well. Mm-hmm. And so is it like a, I know some, uh, what is it, a match? Do you, Is there something that you have to do to so, match another person? Oh, or? yeah. You, I mean, it's tests that they have to run to make sure that you're a match, especially by your blood type. Mm-hmm. Um, blood work has to be done on you. I mean, I have to be completely checked out. And, mm-hmm. you know, I can't give you a kidney if mine is functioning on 25%. <laughs> So you really have to be in, in good health. Oh, man. How long does that process usually take? You know, um, I have one client that's been waiting for four years. And doing that four years, they're on dialysis. On dialysis for four years. 
then again, you know, 90,000 90, people are on the waiting list. Well, it's probably more now. That was in 2022, and one in four yes. actually get a transplant. Yes. So what's life? How what's what's life after you get the transplant? Is it is yeah. it better? You don't have dialysis anymore. Oh. But there may be some still. You can still have complications. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be functioning initially, and then the body may reject it. We're not gonna talk about that. This yeah. Now we're not gonna. <laughs> so how can family members support? their person who may be who may have just been diagnosed with um kidney disease um emotional support mm-hmm. you know you have people that are diagnosed with in stage kidney disease that become severely depressed makes sense you know i'm in denial mm-hmm. no i'm good my kid now wasn't nothing wrong with me before i came to this doctor mm. um and if they are on dialysis uh go over and see if they need help with anything Mm-hmm. You know, because they're exhausted. They are tired. You know, do I need help with groceries? Do I need help cleaning the house? Do I just need help with just getting in the shower? Oh, wow. You know, it's exhausting. Can you go and sit with them while they're having a treatment? No. Nope. It's a, kind of like a HIPAA violation thing. Cause, oh, because you might know mm-hmm. somebody. Dang. Yeah. Man. But you can but definitely be there when they come out that door, I was though. Say, you can, wait <laughs> you can the pick lobby. them up. <laughs> Absolutely. You can pick them up and, like you said, sit and go to the while they in there. Mm-hmm. Go. You could do all those things while they give me your key, and I'm yeah. gonna go to the store. I'm gonna stock up the refrigerator, Absolutely. clean up the house. So when they come home, they can just climb in bed and, and rest. rest. Mm-hmm. Just be there. Yes. Support. Just Man. support. I, I I like that. I like that. Um, listen, uh, if you wouldn't mind, can you, can you share with how they can reach you or your, um, your company to, to talk to you about this or getting help and support? Because I'm sure there's somebody listening that knows somebody or is going through it themselves. Yeah. So you can reach us at, um, khaky.org. Or info at khaky.com. And we'll be glad to talk to you. Yes. Yes. I'm glad that you came to talk to us and educate us about kidney health today. Um, Because it's definitely a leading, one of the leading, I think it's number eight or nine, depending Mm -hmm. on whose chart you're looking at. (laughs) It's eight or nine. It's number eight or nine of killers um, in the U.S. So it's, it's up there. It is. It's up there. So... We need to take it seriously. Um, we, we're giving you the information. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. That's we, right. We're going to make you drink on yeah, this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're going get, to get you to water bottle and get to drinking. Yes. Um, so thank you very much for oh, joining absolutely. me here. And I appreciate you very, very much. Thank um, and thank you for listening to Thick and Fabulous with Chantella Woodfield. Be kind to yourself. Give yourself some grace.